Amen. As we take our seats together, I would invite you to turn with me in the Word of God to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke and the chapter 17. The Gospel of Luke, the chapter 17. I would like to read a section from the chapter, and then I want to leave just some brief thoughts with you tonight. Uh, The focus is prayer this evening, and I just want to speak for maybe 10 minutes or so before we come to our season of prayer, and we want to devote as much time as possible this evening to seeking the Lord for the gospel mission. But just to come briefly then to God's Word, Luke chapter 17, and reading from the first verse. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offences will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, When he has come from the field, go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant, because he did the things that were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise ye... When ye shall have done all those things which are commanded, you say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Amen. We'll end there at the 10th verse. May the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. And this evening for that little time, I want to draw your attention to the words of verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. The Lord is in conversation with his disciples, and he has brought some challenging lessons before them. And in our Bible reading, you can see how the Lord has touched upon some very searching and some very serious matters. He has spoken to them here in the very first verse about offenses. And sometimes offenses can come. And then he has spoken to them about forgiveness. 
And of course, underlying all of that is the need for unity between God's people. You look at verses 3 and 4 where the Lord said, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. That's what the Savior was exhorting his disciples to do. And of course, in the Lord's Prayer, what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer, that model prayer that the Lord gave to his disciples and he taught them to pray, forgive us our debts that we may forgive our debtors. It's not easy. It's not easy to pardon at times. It's not easy to forgive at times, especially if it relates to those who have offended us and those who perhaps have hurt us, and yet this is a necessary condition for the blessing of the Lord. We need to be as one. When the apostles heard this from the Lord, they seemed to appreciate how difficult that challenge was. Humanly speaking, we know that our hearts are prone to resentment whenever we're hurt and offended. They're prone to perhaps that vindictive spirit, even a bitter spirit. There are things that we all naturally battle with. And when the Lord insists on this need of forgiveness and underlying that the need for unity and that spirit of forgiveness in the hearts of God's people, my, the disciples, when they heard that, their hearts were failing them. And together they turned to the Lord. The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. In the light of what the Lord was saying to them, they realized that they were lacking and they needed more faith. And they asked the Lord for an increase in their faith. And this evening, I just want us to take that thought with us. Increase our faith. The importance of faith Every aspect of our Christian life is governed by faith. When we took that first step in the Christian life, it was a step of faith. We're saved by faith. That time when we came as a sinner to the Savior and we exercised faith in the Lord. And as Paul said to the Ephesians, for by grace are ye saved through faith. The importance of faith. Paul said to the Romans, therefore being justified by faith. And faith was that hand by which the soul laid hold upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And by faith we embraced the Savior as he was freely offered in the gospel. And by faith we are united to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the importance of faith. And, and we pray in faith. You think of the words in Hebrews 11 and the verse 6. It says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For him that cometh to God must believe that he is. 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so you can see the importance of faith. We're saved by faith and we pray in faith and we live by faith and we walk by faith in the Christian life. And every grace, every grace that we exhibit in the Christian life, it comes by faith. If we have peace, if we have joy, if we have strength, if we have assurance, all of those things come by faith. Sometimes the ladies would wear a pearl necklace. I don't know if that's old-fashioned or whether that's in trend at the moment or not, but ladies used to wear a string of pearls. And there was that silver string or that silver thread that went through all of the pearls and it held them all in their place. Well, faith is like that silver cord. And faith runs through every other grace in the Christian life and it holds it in place. That's the importance of faith. And then I want you to think about the increase of her faith, because that's what the disciples were asking for here. That's the request that they made. They came to the Lord and they said, increase our faith. It would indicate to us that there are different levels of faith. There are different degrees of faith. There are different strengths of faith. It was said of the Thessalonians, their faith grew exceedingly. And so faith can get stronger. There's different levels of faith. You remember the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee in the boat with the Lord and the storm broke. And as the storm broke and they thought they were going to perish, the Lord was asleep at the back of the boat and they wakened the Lord and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. And the Lord said to the disciples, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? No faith at that point. There was another occasion when the disciples were in a similar situation in the boat on the Sea of Galilee and the storm broke and the Savior was not with them. But the Savior came walking on the water to them. And whenever Peter saw the Lord walking on the water, he said, Master, bid me that I come to thee. And Peter started to walk on the water and we know that as he took his eyes off the Lord, he started to sink down and he had to cry out, Lord, save me. Save me. The Lord said later to Peter, O thou of little faith, little faith. And then you remember the centurion. And he came to the Lord and he was beseeching the Lord on behalf of his servant. And the Lord expressed a willingness to come to the centurion's house to heal his servant. And the centurion he felt unworthy that the Savior would come to his house. And he said to the Lord, speak the word only. Speak the word only and it shall be done. The Lord said of that centurion, 
I have not seen so great faith. No, not in Israel. You see those different levels of faith? No faith, little faith, and great faith. I wonder where we stand tonight. Would we need to say of the Lord, increase my faith? Where would the child of God be tonight that doesn't need that increase of their faith? At times we have to say we find ourselves in circumstances where it would seem with no faith. And at other times maybe we're in the circumstances and we would be like Peter and we would exhibit that little faith, but oh, for a great faith. Lord, increase my faith. Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. The importance of faith and the increase of faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But just to think tonight about the illustration of faith. When you look in our Bible reading there at the verse 6, And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. And may the Lord said, Faith as a grain of mustard seed. And the Lord uses the illustration of the mustard seed. And if you were to have a mustard seed within the palm of your hand, you would barely be able to see it. I think it's Mark's gospel says that it's the least of all seeds. And yet it becomes the greatest of all herbs. From the least of all seeds to the greatest of all herbs. And the example here is that if you had faith, even as a grain of mustard seed, what power there would be. Because with that faith, you would be able to, and the example is given here in Luke's gospel, you'd be able to move the tree. And the tree would be planted in the midst of the sea. In Matthew's gospel, when he speaks about the mustard seed, he uses the illustration of moving mountains. You could say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Oh, to have that faith tonight. Faith that will move. Move the hand of God in a powerful way. As we think about the gospel mission out in Anahilt and the will of the Lord, we ask the Lord for that faith tonight. Increase our faith. Give to us that faith that we'll see a move of God. We'll see the Lord breaking through in power. We'll see a moving within the hearts of individuals. We'll see souls born again and lives transformed by the power of God. May the Lord give us the faith to believe it tonight. That he is able to do exceeding abundantly. I read the story of Hudson Taylor. He was the great pioneer missionary to China. And there he was in a, a boat off the shore of China and it was drifting. 
And it was drifting towards an island that was inhabited by cannibals. And the captain came to Hudson Taylor and he said to him, Will you pray? And will you pray for the wind to come? And Hudson Taylor said to the captain, I'll pray for the wind if you hoist the sail. And at first the captain was reluctant to hoist the sail because there was no wind. But he eventually agreed. Then a knock came to the cabin door where Hudson Taylor was. And it was said to him, if you're praying for the wind, stop. Because we have more wind than we can manage. Though as we come to the Lord in prayer, that we would see the wind and the power of God, the Holy Spirit. Know that we would hoist the sails of faith and we would catch the power of God, the Holy Spirit, and we would see the Lord move in a mighty way in this gospel mission to his honor and to his glory alone. May the Lord encourage our hearts through these words this evening. We're going to sing just a few verses of another hymn before we come to our season of prayer.